Hi, welcome to today's episode of Transfer Tea. Today I'm here with Max. I'm very excited about this episode, but before I get into asking all my questions, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hi, my name is Max Roth. I'm a transfer student from College of San Mateo, but I took classes at College of San Mateo and Skyline. I transferred to San Jose State during the pandemic. My first semester was in January of 2021. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering, and now I'm doing my master's. Awesome. So I always ask why community college and like what led you there? Yeah, you know, when I was in high school, I got moderately good grades. I was an A and B student. I always knew I wanted to do something kind of towards engineering or business. Those were like my two areas of interest. And I just never had a dream college. I never had a dream school I wanted to go to. I was in the position of like the shopping for colleges, kind of, you know, classic junior in high school and just nothing really felt super exciting. A lot of my friends were going to the trades and a lot of other friends of mine were going to community college and it just felt Felt like the most natural step. The other thing, like kind of on the other side of the my perspective there that was super interesting was I really liked the idea of having a halfway point to transition. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there was something about a four-year college that was really kind of scary and daunting at like 17 where I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to fully dive into. I don't know what I want to do 100% for my profession. And having the idea of being somewhere for two years, two and a half years, and then being able to pivot and pick anywhere in the country where you could transfer to was just really exciting. It made it seem like it was a shorter term goal. That makes sense. Like that kind of mindset towards like, okay, I have this goal and then the next goal to get to. What I was going to ask is also the engineering and business approach. And I know what you're, what you're doing now is a very like unique program as well. How did you figure out which of the two you wanted to study and and how did you even get get to the understanding that you wanted to study either or both? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, growing up, I always felt like I had like the entrepreneurial itch, you know, like when I was in like elementary school, middle school, like my friends and I had like a BMX and skateboard club where we would like make bike chain bracelets. We made our own t-shirts with like Sharpies and then we ended up screen printing shirts and selling them at like the maker's fair. And we would do kids birthday parties and built our own ramps and stuff and like anything we could do for it to make a little bit of money and you know just be in front of people and be selling and so I was always super interested in business but my dad's a machinist and so I also grew up in his machine shop so it was both of those kind of interests from when I was really young like the business interest and then also having like the mechanical fabrication always working on stuff welding go-karts you know welding frames for go-karts and working on my BMX bike and stuff so I was very interested in both what made me decide to study engineering as opposed to business was when I got to community college I figured I should go for for the hardest degree I can get, like as far as academically challenging, because, and it's it's true at this point, like I, you know, I talk a little bit about what I'm doing now after graduation and my master's and everything, but like when I tell people, oh, I'm a mechanical engineer, they say, oh man, you must be really smart. And that's honestly a big reason why I feel like that degree is, it's important for me as, as a person is like, I, I think having the, it was, it took me five years to go through college and to have the more challenging degree under my belt, I feel like is going to be more beneficial for me long-term in my career. That's really interesting. Did you kind of find other ways to continue to like have business as a part of what you were doing while you were studying engineering? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a lot of the projects that I did as an engineering student, so like, you know, you'll have a class like we had one at San Jose State called ME 154, which is a mechanical systems design class. And just like a lot of other classes, you have a semester long project where you and a couple other students get together and you work on some sort of project. You have different milestones. You have maybe a bill of materials, some CAD drawings for it. And you have to either submit like a prototype or a demo or some some video of everything you did. And whenever I would do any of these projects, I would always do a product that I thought could be commercialized. So I would always do instead of like, oh, like I want to make a, you know, like a simple, like a chair or like a, you know, folding chair or whatever, I would 
it's thinking like, okay, like what's a problem that's going on in my life? What's something that I would want to buy? So I, I designed like a water bottle cleaner mechanism that like open up and have like sponges on the ends and stuff where, you know, we could theoretically enter it in a business competition that was going on at San Jose State. So we actually did that for my senior design project. So we won the uh, best senior design project of the year with a electric vehicle conversion kit. And we also won the Silicon Valley Innovation Challenge, uh, one of the prizes there last year for one of the best overall in innovations. That is so cool. I think it's something that a lot of younger students don't really realize that you don't need to like box yourself into this one category or major. I feel like I say it all the time to people majoring in politics because you don't need to be pre-law. You don't need to go into government. That's well, congratulations. But that's really cool. I like that you maintain that like, entrepreneurial itch the entire time. No, I mean, there's plenty of ways both at community college and at your four-year university to get involved and to be involved in campus with things that you're interested in and not necessarily what your major is aligned with. And I think it's one of the most important things about having a good overall college experience is really leaning into the extracurriculars that you're interested in and not just conforming to what your degree would suggest that you should do. You know, so if you're potentially a business student, maybe joining the entrepreneurship club is super cool and exciting for you. But if it's not, like join the tennis team, join the SJSU skate team or, you know, whatever it might be that's interesting to you. How did you use that mindset both in community college and then at your four-year? Did that change at all or was that able to remain consistent in both places? That's a really good question for me, particularly. When I was in community college, I worked through the entire time. I worked between 20 and 40 hours a week, like my entire community college experience. And so I was actually not very involved at community college. And it shifted for me when I transferred because I actually ended up leaving the job that I was really involved with about a semester into my time at San Jose State. And it gave me a little bit more time to be involved and to kind of like find out what's going on on campus. And that's when I really transitioned from thinking of college as like a box to check to being somewhere that I enjoyed. It felt more like time well spent. It felt like it was more enjoyable for me. And it's the exclusive reason why I'm now doing a master's program and also working for San Jose State. Could you talk a little bit more about, I guess, just maybe how it feels to go to community college and have such a commitment to something outside of it? Because it's also a question that I get because it's just a reality. Like not every student has the time or the means or the desire to be involved on campus. And so how did you deal with that? And then I'll ask you, I'll, I'll, I'll wait there. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And in fact, if there's only one thing that anyone takes away from my interview, I think it would be this. Essentially, there's a lot of common associations about how community colleges for underserved communities, lower income students, students who are stupid, don't can't get into a four-year university that they want to go to right out of college. But for me, the main factor is people look at community college as being the only real area in higher education where it's not your only thing, right? Like when you turn 18, you go to community college, people kind of expect that you also have a job or that, you know, you're working to some capacity, you're taking care of someone like that. It's, it's like high school in a lot of ways where it's like, oh, like you're going as a checkbox, but you're not a student, you're a community college student. And I think that that's one of the big challenges that people have to get over in community college is understanding that when you go to a four-year university, there's a lot of assumption that, oh, you're a student and this is your job. And this is what you do for four years is you, you know, kick ass and you're a great student. And at community college, there's this weird assumption that, you know, you have to also be working or doing other things. And for me, I was... And it was, it was really challenging. It made it hard for me to be motivated in my classes and super engaged on campus. I actually did really pretty good academically 
but I would show up and then I would take off right after my class. Like I didn't make a ton of friends in community college. I didn't get involved. And it was really like, I could not describe it any better than it being just a box that I was checking every week. Interesting. And do you, I mean, that is like the experience that you had and that's absolutely okay. Like you said, what did being involved at San Jose State do for you outside of, because academics are academics, they're kind of just whatever, but what, what did being involved do for you as a person or as a student? Yeah, you know, I mean, being involved on campus at San Jose State and really realizing that like faculty, staff are there for student success and for you to have a good, you know, college experience and get the most out of the university as you can was really a transition point for me from going associating college as being just a box check and transitioning it to being something that I was actually enjoying spending my time there you know I was enjoy spending time at San Jose State I started to make a lot more friends started hanging out in the study spaces in the engineering building I started helping plan events it really changed a lot for me and I think that you know community college was perfect for me because it was I was going you know I didn't know this but my second year pandemic started and like being able to focus on work and just get my GEs done, right? My general education requirements done, and then transfer locally to San Jose State. I grew up in the Bay Area. That's you know, one of the best schools that I could have gone to for all the priorities that I had at the time and still have now. It was good, but it, it truly was just a box to check. But at the four-year university, you know, you think about all the things you might have missed out on a community college, like having like the dorm experience or like the true four-year college experience. And like, I think I'm really glad that I got involved because it gave me everything that I think I could have wanted from having a true college experience. That's really nice to hear that it all sort of felt kind of good how it played out. And I hope that that's like a relief for some people listening to this because that's another question like oh like am I missing out on the experience or will I get any of it but I very much agree that I think I mean it's not the same but I think by the time you transfer there is something else that you want out of your experience anyways I think I think that's super insightful like this is a little bit random but I know you want to talk about scholarships and paying for school so could you just talk a little bit about what that experience was like for you and how you navigated that as well yeah well one solid piece of advice great takeaway and it's something that a professor told me my first semester at community college was right when you start college you should create a document or potentially a couple documents that have generic answers like bio type question answers that you could send two different scholarships, right? Because different scholarships are going to have a list of maybe 20 revolving questions. They're going to be like, what adversities have you overcome? You know, tell us about your work history or your extracurriculars or the volunteer hour you have. Like, tell us like what inspires you? Like, what problems do you want to change in the world? And if you start to apply to one or two, keep a really clean, updated document or one or two in a Google Drive folder that's almost like a resume, like a scholarship resume, because it makes applying to scholarships super easy if you have all that document and you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. So I applied to a couple of scholarships in community college. I had a teacher um, walk into my room. It was the same one that gave me this advice. This is when he gave it to me. And he said, the NSF, the National Science Foundation, gave me $10,000 to give to students. And I have five $2,000 scholarships. And I forgot to do a competition or an application or anything. He goes, the first five people at my office today at 12 o'clock with a written bio of themselves, a printed resume, and the answer to these three questions will get the $2,000. And he verbally said those three questions. And then he walked out of the room and my class was getting out at 1145. And I walked out with him. I, I left my class. I went to my computer in the hall. I 
typed all that stuff up and then I printed it out and walked into his office and I was waiting for him at noon, handed it in. He's like, okay, see how you did. And as I was walking out, he was like, did you have all this or did you just write it? And I was like, I just wrote it. And he's like, and that's when he gave me that advice. He's like, look, stuff like this is going to happen. You should always be applying to scholarships. He told me uh, whenever we had a full conversation after this and I ended up winning the $2,000 scholarship as well in the community college, which was amazing. But his thing was he paid for his graduate school because he won two $15,000 scholarships year after year because he was the only one who applied. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> No, absolutely. So colleges have their own scholarship portals. College of San Mateo and Skyline had a really easy one where it's just four questions and it automatically sends the application to any of the scholarships that you're eligible for. I would definitely recommend you get your English or history teachers to help you write, you know, copyright them if needed. Use ChatGPT to like wordsmith stuff if you need help, but don't lie, obviously. And yeah, apply to as many scholarships as you can, like every single year. Set a goal for yourself. It's it's truly the only free money you'll get in college. I mean, all of that is very good advice, but also just applying because you have no idea what's on the other side of that is so, I mean I feel like it translates to so many things. So many people were like, oh my God, like you were president of Phi Theta Kappa. I was like, I there was no like it was just me. <laughs> there was no competition. It's not very impressive. But from the fact that you're president exactly like you started a club because like no or like you're president of a club because no one else wanted to be or you like one xy thing because no one else was like that's okay you still did the thing so I really like that advice for for scholarships and I think for plenty of other things it's just you should just try. I want to kind of move into the space of maneuvering within a very large school, especially transferring from, I guess they're not small schools, but they definitely feel small because your class sizes are really small. And like you said, people are commuters. There's not a lot of people on campus. So how did you, to me, like I, I said this to you already, but like you, you seemed so like well-connected at San Jose State, like seemed like you knew what you were doing, seemed like you had friends were very much didn't seem lost to me so I guess how did you how did you do that because I contrast that to experiences of other people and not everyone was there if that makes sense yeah no I mean it's it's easier said than done, but truly getting involved is the theme, like it through and through. And so if it's little things like reading all the annoying emails that come out, like the ones from like the president and the provost and the head of student affairs, all the ones that arguably aren't relevant to you in your day-to-day -day life as a student, even if it's just reading the emails and giving those a few minutes of your day, finding out what cool events might be going on, going to different events. If you're an engineering or STEM student joining the Mesa engineering program that's available at your college or campus if it's available to you as a great resource, like going to study rooms, all, all those things are super important. For me, my first thing was it was the middle of the pandemic and I transferred my first semester was online. And so I would watch and see who asked questions in my Zooms and then I'd send them like, direct messages on zoom being like you know i would be like let's let's connect or whatever let's talk after like let's make a study group because i was like i want to you know make friends with people who are more audible and like who are like obviously have initiative and like are excited to be in class and aren't just sleeping through a lecture you know and so for me i was like trying to reach out and meet different people through whatever way possible and then when it came to campus like being on campus in person i think you know being nice and like smiling to people goes a long way like people in college are i mean everyone's here with their own like set of circumstances everyone a little tired everyone's a little overworked everyone works you know what I mean everyone's stressed from their classes and I think being someone that is just always around and smiling and kind of asking people how they're doing and if you know there's any uh time to like study together or work on projects 
or whatever, I think I think it goes a long way. I completely agree with that. And I actually remember Zoom was so weird and I, I am probably very introverted, but I, I remember reaching out to some students and just being like, hi, I'm new. I'm very lost. <laughs> like, can, can you just like help me and like just doing phone calls with students or like them just sending me emails with links and being like, oh, you should look at this or look at this. Like people are more than happy to help you, but yeah, they can't help you if you don't ask for help yeah and I mean and even as like we move into the the in-person you know away from COVID and stuff and like I'm sure a lot of classes are still asynchronous a lot of classes are still online and stuff good advice is really just to like go to office hours if you have a question reach out to people if you have questions like don't hide that stuff and resort to Google necessarily like go to other humans who might also have answers and who you can also make connections with at the same time absolutely or ask in the transfer sheet discord yes myself <laughs> no discord was huge I use discord for every Every one of my classes all throughout as oh. I state every single one of my classes had a discord wait that's actually really cool we didn't have that more of a stem thing oh. not necessarily san jose state i think most stem students are on discord i didn't have discord or really know what it was until san jose state but every single one of my classes had a discord and being active in the discord is a good way to also earn points to have people send you homework questions on nights when you didn't do the homework because then they know that you're active and you'll send them back at another point you'll pay it forward that is so interesting yeah that makes sense too because my like social science brain and discord are not going together very well but we're figuring now I can ask you what you're working on and what your master's program is. And also if there's any bits and pieces of entrepreneurship that you want to talk about that you've been working on or that you're particularly excited to share, uh, we can use the space for that. Yeah, no, thank you. So uh, I graduated in May 2023 with a degree in mechanical engineering. I actually have a unique year set up after my graduation. So from May until next May, um, I, I have a, again, a unique split. So I'm doing a master's program. San Jose State has a master's program called the Interdisciplinary Master's Program, where you can essentially pick your own courses and your own learning outcomes. And as long as you find a full-time faculty tenure track, you know, professor to say that what you're doing is legitimate, you can pick all the courses up to 30 units for your master's across any of the colleges on campus and make your own master's program. So my master's is a entrepreneurial engineering master's. So it's essentially a split between an MBA program and a master's in mechanical engineering. And the head of the mechanical engineering department at San Jose State is my advisor. So I'm doing that part-time, but because I'm doing that part-time, I had an offer to be a medical device engineer. So an R&D engineer. I had interned for the company for the last two years. They agreed to take me on part-time for the next year while I pursue the master's. And in addition, I also got a job with the Office of Innovation from San Jose State to be the program manager for the Spartup Incubator. So the Spartup Incubator is the ecosystem of entrepreneurship on campus. We do speaker series events, student org workshops, we have competitions, we provide money, milestones, and mentorship for students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Wow. I guess just like a last thing. So when I know when people hear like what you just explained, they get really impressed, but then they're like, oh, I could never do that. Could you maybe speak to that a little bit? Because I think your your path and your background show that you very much can do the things that you set your mind to, but I'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. I like to be very clear, I am nothing special. I think the only thing that I do well, arguably like above average, is I have good work ethic. Like I'm just very determined to complete something once I start and uh, I like to be involved and really opportunistic. And so when I was at community college, like going all the way back to high school, I was a 
good but not phenomenal student. You know, I went to community college because it was the safe, easy bet. I was really excited about the job that I had. I was 18 through uh, when I was 21 when I left to intern at Inquiz where I was helping to do a food distribution in underserved communities, especially during the pandemic. And, you know, like I was saying, like school, I did good, but I wasn't super involved. I was just really checking the box. And it was more about just finding good time to allocate towards my classes and saying, hey, this is something that I'm paying for. This is something that deserves my time and energy because at some point, someone's going to think that this adds a lot of value to my life, whether I do or not at this time. And then as I move forward to San Jose State, I really did a, my best to compartmentalize my time and say, you know, this is time for me. This is time for classes. This is time for work. And I did my best to be as productive as I possibly could be during that time. One of my most proud like accomplishments at San Jose State is when I was graduating, I was named one of the two outstanding graduating seniors. And when I got the award, I thought back to my time at community college. And I was like, if you would have told me as a freshman at community college that San Jose State would be giving me this prestigious award at my graduation, I just wouldn't have believed you because I wouldn't have believed that San Jose State would have wanted a transfer student to get it. Like, I think that a lot of times people and myself discount themselves and disqualify themselves from things that they're eligible for, or that they're capable of doing way too fast. And I think that if you do have a little bit of extra work ethic and patience for the things you're excited about, the things that you know you have to do, and especially the things you're not excited about, but you know you have to do, I think it goes a really long way. Good time management, getting good sleep. That is one thing that I also value. I, I don't stay up super late or wake up super early. Yeah, it, it's all important. But I think that in the end, just a little bit of extra. And as we were talking about going all the way back to the game, talking about scholarships, it looks like a lot, but you got to also think there's not a ton of people who are always putting themselves in those positions as well. For the Ideas Entrepreneurship Club, like I was offered an officer role. I didn't apply for one. You know what I mean? And that transition to me being a program coordinator for the Office of Innovation. And then there was no one who was qualified at the time who had been familiar with the program to become the program manager. So I was the natural hire at that point. So some things really do fall into place. You just have to, you have to set yourself up for it a little bit and get involved. Absolutely. you got to do the work to put yourself there, but it all kind of falls into place afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say good things bring good things. So if you continue to be involved with things you're excited in and continue to make progress um, in any direction, just as long as you're swimming, you'll find the place that you want to be. I think that's the perfect way to wrap this up. This is like one of the most inspiring conversations to me. It's just been so cool to watch your path and I'm so excited to see what else you do. But thank you for taking the time in your busy schedule to, to do this. I was just so excited. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited. I think I definitely would not have had such a good four-year experience if I didn't go straight to community college first. Thank you. Honestly, same. Absolutely. I wouldn't have even had that four-year experience had I not gone. So. Same. Yeah, hands down. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Transfer Tea. We'll see you next week for the next one.